Welcome to this episode of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play Metro 2033. If you like video games, consider joining our Discord channel. If you go to leftbehindgame.club, scroll down to the Discord section of the website, you can join in, come and talk to us about video games, video game deals, and really anything else that you want. Now, Mike might have missed the recording of this episode, but that doesn't mean that Mo didn't try to recreate that special Mike Ruffalo magic. And that, my friends, is one game left, not left, but damn it, where's Mike? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that, and try to steal my job. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our show of never-ending attempts of something where we play video games. (laughs) My name is Jacob Court, and with me are, I can't wait, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Two friends, my first friend, Mr. Jacob McCourt. Hi, thank, thanks. I'm on it twice. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCourt, and today I have two friends with me. The first friend is a friend you know. Joining us through the wonders of the internet, it's Mo Murtadi. How's it going, guys? It's going well. And then I have another friend, his first time on the podcast for this illustrious episode 30. It's Josh Wilson. Josh, welcome to the Left Behind Game Club. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Of course. Today we're playing Metro 2033. Uh, it's developed by 4A Games, published initially by THQ, uh, released on PC, Xbox 360 on March 16th, 2010. It was re-released as a part of a Redux pack that came out in 2014 for Mac, PC, Linux, PS4, Xbox One. Um, let's talk about a video game, shall we? We shall. Um, did you guys play that Redux version or the first original version? Yeah, it's a really good point. So, like I said, two different versions. Um, Josh, what did you? How did you play the game? Did you play the original or did you play the Redux pack? Well, uh, I looked in my Steam library, and when I was first asked uh, to play this game for the show, I noticed that I had it in my library since 2013. Actually, did you buy it from Steam or did you get it for free somehow? I think I got it from Steam. And it was one of those games in my library, as everyone has, that has zero minutes played. I got tons of those games. I know this game was given away for free on Humble about two or three months ago. And that's... So I had a copy on PC. I had a copy on 360. And then I'm an idiot who loves to buy games multiple times. So I went out and I bought the Xbox One version for reasons that I'll explain a little bit later. Mo, how did you play the game? uh, I played it on Steam too, but mine was kind of one of those things where... We decided we we're going to play this game. I think it was when that Humble Bundle dropped, um, and it was like really cheap to get the package. I bought it, and then realized, holy holy crap, it's it's the Redux version. I'm not sure if this is the right game. Sure enough, though, it's the exact same game. I think it's just like updated graphics, from my understanding. Same story, visuals are a little bit different, and yeah. it just looks a little better. Yeah, I think they made some adjustments to difficulty settings. So difficulty settings are different. Some of the UI is different, uh, and then the graphics are different. But apart from that, it is exactly the same game. Um, so do we want to start by just kind of explaining what Metro 2033 is all about? Because the way I always thought about it, I've wanted to play this game for years. So it's been one of those games that I just, everyone talks about Metro 2033 and I'm like, yeah, that game where like bullets are currency. It's going to be a great game. So that's all I've known about this game. Um, I guess I'll ask Mo, um, what did you know about this game, uh, before you started playing it? Um, so when I built my first computer, one of the things you do when you're like seeing if you have a really sweet computer is you run benchmarks to see the performance of your graphics card, your CPU, and all that good stuff. And I always saw Metro 23 as like one of those like benchmark games. So oh, it gets 120 FPS with the GTX, whatever, and so on and so forth. So I always knew it was a game that was used for like benchmarks for the graphics, and I'm assuming it was the Redux version. So I, that's all the familiarity I had. I just knew it as the name that popped up whenever they ran benchmarks. Um, Josh, what did you know about Metro before we started playing it? I didn't really know a whole lot. Uh, it was more more like Mo said. Um, you kept on seeing it pop up in benchmarks. I've heard it was good. 
not going to lie, I'm kind of disappointed. It wasn't as good as uh, what I uh, was led to believe. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, I, I would tend to agree with you. I, I would say I was very disappointed by this game. But uh, without without, let's just get right into it. What is Metro 2033 all about, Mo? So in a quick little nutshell, Metro 2033 is a post-apocalyptic alien first-person shooter with, I feel like, a very linear storyline where you like you, you go about as this Russian guy who's in this war and you are for some reason just friendly with every first person that you meet and they become so attached to you that but then as soon as they leave or die or something happens you just find someone else and attach to them and just continue on with your ambiguous story there's a little bit of aliens I think there's a little bit of maybe aliens there's some sparks of fire slash electric things that can attack but can't attack because they're not really bad or evil they're just beings and yeah you shoot a bunch of stuff you have no ammo you can't breathe anywhere um the, these monsters do not go down easily whenever they come at you you're spending a good couple minutes killing them and by the time you've pulled all of your hair out the game is over <laughs> <laughs> that's a great summary um i'll fill in a little bit of the story there so it's based on a book series um by dimitri and i'm sorry if i butchered the name but dimitri glovskovsky uh, it's the book is called Metro 2033. It's a series of books. Uh, it's very loosely based on this. So in 2013, a nuke drops on the Earth, and it basically forces everyone into underground colonies. And everything on the top of the Earth, like Mo said, you have to wear a respirator when you go over the Earth, like over in the overground. Everyone is mutated. So birds and bears and everything is mutated. And they're just these disgusting, they look like aliens, they're these mutated creatures. Um, and if you go above the surface, like I said, you need a respirator. Did you also notice that uh, the book, like the hardcover book, appeared throughout the game quite a bit? A little bit of uh, self-promotion there. It was everywhere. In posters, in books. Like, who would do that? Like, w- would you just be like, I wrote about my adventures and published it for everyone and I'm just going to throw them everywhere in these underground colonies? Hey, man, you got, you got to sell copies. It's free promotion. Why not? You got to push merch. Yeah. Uh, you're in Russia, and so there's a war between, like, communists and Nazis that happens underground. You basically, like, fight within your colonies to survive, but you also fight these creatures called the Dark Ones. And, Mo, I didn't really know what was going on with the story until I really went and dug into it afterwards because, man, like, the first hour of this game is brutal. The first in the entire nine hours. <laughs> uh, like I, I could, I, I, I kind of explained it earlier on about the whole story about aliens, but that was the most like honest way of explaining the storyline. You're in post-apocalyptic Russia underground. There's some aliens that you're not sure if they're bad or good. They, they keep telling you you have to make a decision eventually, and you don't understand what decision. And even when you're done the game, you're like, did I make a decision? It, it's. <laughs> I don't. I still, after playing this game, I didn't dig in much afterwards because I was just like, I don't really care. Like it, it was the story itself was very. I feel like it wanted to be so big, and you know what? We could be just playing this game and just completely have missed the deep, awesome, great story that maybe lies in there. But it didn't get me, it, and I'm I'm not the one that usually like reads into stuff like this. But how did how did you feel about it? I, I was uh, kind of lost throughout the whole game. I. You know, sometimes when you're watching a TV show or something, you're on your phone, like, not really paying full attention to it. Well, I was paying full attention to this game, and I felt like that. <laughs> like, I was, uh, you know, a little distracted or something by the game while playing the game and not understanding what I'm actually doing. Yeah, it, 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 it was a little bit of a mess. Um, to, the only, I guess, the thing that kept me kind of, like, interested in the beginning is more or less the ridiculousness of the main character just always getting attached to someone new. And like, as soon as he meets this brand new person, Jacob, if you know the name of the first person. Uh, uh, so you play as Artyom. That's the name of the, yeah. the main character. He's 20 years old and he's the son of the commander of the outpost that you're in. But like you said, you meet, um, I think he's a hunter. Uh-huh. Is his name Hunter or is he a hunter? There are these elite group of soldiers that are allowed to go above the earth, like above to go, uh, allowed to go above ground. And I think they're, they're called... Are they called? What are they called? I think I found it. Pavel. Pavel was the first one he meets, I believe. He's mm-hmm. one of the guys. And he was uh, um, a ranger. He wasn't That's a hunter, it. Rangers. Ranger. Yes. 
So these rangers, they're like elite soldiers. They can go above ground. They like to kill the dark ones. So dark ones attack your colony, and your dad, who's the commander, he's like, you need to figure out what's going on. Just go and figure it out. And then, like Mo said, you like go in the underground metro system in Russia that they've you know shown throughout the game a lot, and you just meet a character, they take you a little bit farther, then they die. You meet another character, they take you a little further, then they get killed. You take another, like, it, it is just constantly meeting new people, but don't get attached to any of these new people, because every single person that you see is going to get killed. Everyone. Spoilers. Everyone's going to get killed. And it's not even like you're you're going to, like fall in love with them or anything like that. They're very, I don't know. Honestly, they're, I don't, un, they're unlikable. Every yeah. single character is unlikable in this game. There's no real unique like personality trait of any of them. And I, I hate that we're really like digging into this game, like really negatively, but I have some like positives in the game that I'll get into, but maybe just because our raw emotions are just, are just jumping out of this. It, it was just, it didn't feel like a real story. If that kind of makes sense. It was like a put together random post-apocalyptic event that happened. Everyone was kind of the uh, typical Russian character that you'd think of. Yeah, 100%. And then every storyline, the heavy accent. Um, uh, it was just, it was too, it was like an easy, if if, you, if someone took like a high school story writing class and said, hey, put together a post <laughs> story, they're like, okay, we'll have a guy. He'll go into a linear story. He'll meet people. They'll have heavy accents. They'll, and that's pretty much it. There's going to be lots of vodka drinking. Like it's, did I, did I undersell exactly what happened? No. I, no, I because, and it was mushroom vodka too, because they couldn't get real vodka because they have no potatoes, so they That's made funny. their vodka with mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, what I found is it tried to, so this game came out in 2010, right? So think about games that came out in, in that like general vicinity. So I think it tries to be, I think it tried to be a lot. So it tried to be like a military shooter like Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare and like doesn't quite hit the same notes. It tries to be like Wolfenstein, like the new Wolfenstein games and the way that it builds a world around you with characters like you'll go into a colony and just like walk up to people and they'll talk to you or like kind of just acknowledge you. You'll knock on doors, you'll you'll go in like passages and find secret bullets, you'll meet little kids and they'll take you on tours through the colonies. But like I don't think it achieves what any of those games that it tries to be achieves as well as like the source material. Like I don't think it's an excellent shooter. I think it's a very functional, it's a fine shooter. I think as far as world building goes, like I'd rather play Wolfenstein than something like this because it has a lot of similar themes. Um, I just think like it in every and let's not even talk about how awful the monsters are in this game. Like the monster designs, I don't think are very good. The way they move, not very good. Like I have a really hard time coming away from this game and being like, "Hey, there's a lot of good about this game." There's there's really not. So, uh, did you guys uh, ever see the uh, '90s cartoon called Street Sharks? No, no, I've never seen Street Sharks. All right, you need to look that up because, like, at first, those monsters, like, whenever they jumped out, it was kind of like I jumped a little bit, but then after I got a closer look, I was just like, that looks a lot like that uh, that old show, uh, Street Sharks. <laughs> and yeah, you should. Uh, you should definitely look that up. Were they those buff sharks that had like human feet? And yes. Okay, I think I know exactly what you're talking, Jacob. I don't know if you can remember, but it was. I, I think I saw toys of them. I never really saw the show itself. I think Josh is going to be googling it now and showing Jacob. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's totally showing me street sharks. And wow, that is a really good appraisal of what these guys look like. <laughs> and I couldn't take this game seriously after that. <laughs> yeah, there's. Well, I guess let's. There wasn't that much variety of bad guy either. The first real one that you see that happen that occurs throughout the game is the. I guess the giant dogs, is that the best way to explain them? Yeah. Is that the, they're big giant wolves that are made of like just flesh. I guess they had teeth, they had claws, and they were like relentless. They took a lot of ammo to take down. I don't know about you guys. I don't know what level you played on, but for me, I felt like I was unloading clips sometimes, especially if I didn't get shoot for the head and I was just spraying and praying. I, I pretty much sprayed and lost all my ammo and I couldn't continue on most battles with it. Um, the next type of person i would say would be would you consider the flying bat guys i guess that's that would be the biggest best are there what do they call them demons yeah but that's it's is that what they're called i think they just like called the the like, oh there's a demon when it came to try and like pick you up and like murder you or bring you halfway across the map that's what they were uh, calling them uh, when i was playing the game 10 minutes ago uh before we started <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think the the best way to explain those guys would be like giant 
like humanoids with wings, like bat wings that swoop down. And they really could, the only thing they had was they'd swoop down, grab you and throw you like somewhere across the map. Those guys took, I felt like about the same amount of ammo as well. And they were pretty ridiculous. Did you watch the Batman animated series when you were younger? Yeah. So do you remember the bad guy, Man Bat? Yep. yep so yep, yep. Th- like that's all I, speaking more about 90s cartoons, like <laughs> all I could imagine was Man Bat when I saw those demon creatures coming to pick me up. Exactly, like you said, humanoid, but like gargoyle-esque wings, and just, they were almost unbeatable. You would just have to run away from them, basically, because you, you couldn't, at least in the initial parts of the game, you couldn't kill them. Yeah, yeah, you needed, because you needed a lot of ammo to take them down. It was pretty tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, to be honest, I think there would be two actual other bad guys in the game. Um, if you don't count those small little critters that run around, like usual, most like first-person shooters, there's like those small fast like fox type demon little things that a couple shots and those guys are dead and i don't think they even attacked you or no they did they did a couple of them did they kind of remind me of like the head crabs from half-life a little bit yeah 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 and there's different like variations of them but nothing to write home about um the ones that really made me want to pull the rest of my hair out were the big the first like big monster guys the the ogres i guess is that the best way to were call they them? librarians Yes, librarians. Uh, I think they called them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the library. Those guys. I, I have to admit, I did need to install a cheat engine to give me infinite bullets because I could, <laughs> not, for the life of me, get through any single one of those without like losing everything. Um, those guys are probably the worst. And the none. And so far, all of these bad guys, I didn't feel like they were anything special. They were just a different looking bullet. Yeah, I think the intention with the librarians is that like you weren't really supposed to kill them. Like they were just supposed to like terrorize you as you go through the library and try and get the schematics for God knows what reason and escape. Uh, I think oh, really? you weren't really supposed to. There was actually an achievement on Xbox One at least. If you killed one, you got an achievement. So that told me that like you weren't really supposed to kill them. Like they're very hard to kill. That makes total sense because I just started unloading, completely unloading and not doing well at all. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, one of the uh, walkthroughs that I watched because, you know, I couldn't figure it out because I kept on running around in circles, ended up uh, being one one of the guys just walking around following the librarians around and they kind of guided you to where you had to go. Oh really? my goodness. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, it, it was uh, somebody that played the game properly. Uh, it seems like <laughs> none of us did <laughs> or understood the story properly. So yeah. So why don't I ask this question then? So there were, uh, uh, I think you said, um, Mo, you played the Redux, right? Yeah. I played the Redux. Did you play the original game? Or I the... played the original. You played the original. Okay, cool. Um, so there were multiple different difficulty sets with this game. Do you remember how you played the game difficulty-wise? I'll start with Josh. I played it on uh, normal to start, mm-hmm. and then on a couple of the parts i ended up dying uh, you know last night i stayed up until three in the morning playing this and i spent uh, my afternoon up until a couple minutes ago playing it so oh, like I, you really just finished it yeah i <laughs> i switched it to easy just to uh, you know get through it a little better and mo with the redux there were like two sets of difficulty and then yeah. difficulty within that so did you play it on spartan or on survival mode I, sp- I picked the easiest one I could understand, and I think Spartan was the easiest one. And then the one after that was, um, I think it was, what were your options? Like, you were able to get bullets regularly, things like that? Yeah, that so, the so the Spartan difficulty was, like, the default setting where it's, like, you take more damage, your enemies take more damage, so you're, like, bullet sponges. They, yeah. they, you have full UI, and even in the world, like, say there are bullets laying around, there will be UI prompts to be, like, hey, there's a bullet here that you can grab. So on survival, everyone takes less damage, you take less damage, enemies take less damage, your knife throws do more damage, but also let's say that there's bullets laying on the ground, you literally have to walk up to them and there's no UI prompt that says, hey, there are bullets here. Like you just have to see the bullets, like there'll be like a shimmer on them, but you'll have to know to go there and pick them up. Oh, wow. So it doesn't auto pick up then. You have to like click a button even though there's no button prompt. Exactly. It's it's wow. exactly like the, the, the game except there's no UI prompt that says, hey, there are bullets here. And yeah. then within each of those two difficulties, there's like actual hardness difficulties too. So there's like easy, normal, hardcore depending on which one you pick. 
Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm almost gonna backtrack a little bit on my crazy, crazy initial criticism. Um, with because like now, just like talking about it, if you if this game did just come out as a brand new AAA title, um, and you wanted to play a survival esque shooter and you're into the whole like challenge of a game, this may be a pretty cool option, I guess. If you want, like the the whole creeping around the librarian thing, I completely missed. Like totally my fault. Um, I think that would have been kind of cool to kind of like just make sure they don't attack you and like creep away from them. Because the way I did, I had the negative experience of like, they're not dying. They're not dying. This is the worst game ever. This is the worst game ever. But I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> it's a different way to approach it. You know what? My fault. I missed that. The, the, the developers maybe did a little bit of a cool thing by changing the traditional go to the next room, clear the room, go to the next room, clear the room. And that's all the type of games I've played is clear the room, clear the room, clear the room. But uh, yeah. I think they wanted you to use stealth more than you, like, at least I did. So, like, a lot of the time they were like, use knives, stab people. Like, you don't have to shoot every single thing that is moving. But I don't know about you guys, but I didn't use stealth at all. Like, I was guns blazing. Because despite the game being sold as, like, bullets are scarce, you'll have to save your bullets. Bullets are currency to buy things. Like, I never struggled. I had so many, like military grade bullets at the end that I could have easily spent way more of them throughout the game. Yeah. I found it was pretty easy like to get most of the ammo that I needed um, before I like use that cheat engine to like get unlimited bullets. Um, the kind of cool thing about the game um, was the weapon system. I, I felt like the upgrades were like obviously limited. You weren't able to do like a lot of customization, but once you found like a really cool gun, uh, I was like pretty satisfied. My cool gun specifically was the I think it was the six shot revolver shotgun. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, it it you it had six rounds that you could shoot, and it was almost like in like a. It had its own revolver casing itself, and it was a semi-automatic. So you're like pop 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 pop, and then you reload like one by one, one by one, one by one. Instead of those regular two shot shotguns that existed throughout the game that were really annoying to reload. Yeah, and you reloaded them kind of. You loaded the bullets on the outside. There wasn't like a chamber for a revolver, but like there were spots where you would put the the shotgun shells that were visible. And I loved that gun too. That was my favorite gun in the game. Yeah, yeah to, to give the visual, it's if anyone plays Overwatch. It's the 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 junkie rat guy, the guy that shoots those bombs. This shotgun was the same similar reload style of like boom, 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 and you're unloading. Um, Josh, what was your gun in this game? My favorite gun in the game was the automatic shotgun. Uh, the one I ended up finding, I uh, had like a twenty round mag in it. Oh my what? god! What? Yes, twenty rounds. So yeah, eventually uh, when I wanted to get through the game quicker, I. Uh, May or may not have uh, done the infinite ammo uh, thing. <laughs> so wait, you guys so, both use Cheat Engine to do this? Just in the last few minutes, so I could actually talk about the game instead of, uh, you know, not being able to give a full full experience on it if I didn't actually finish the game. Right, and you guys both played it on PC then, right? PC, yes. PC, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I played it on Xbox One. I don't think we said that before. Yeah, no, um, I, to be honest, I, if anything, especially the way I like to play games, that cheat engine made me like the game a little bit more just because I was able to, like, use the weapons, and I've, I obviously didn't take advantage of, like, the alternative ways of playing this game. Uh, I didn't know there was a 20-round shotgun. Yeah, I ended up finding it. Um, I don't remember where I found it, but it was just, uh, I think I pulled it off of a Nazi's corpse or something like that. <laughs> could it, Jacob, do you think it could have been, like, the Redux version didn't have that gun? It, it totally could have been. Um, I never found that gun because there were like rail guns and there were like, uh, rev- I, I love the revolver in that game. The revolver was great. Um, you had various different like uh, machine guns or like uh, assault rifles, guns. airsoft guns, 100% that shoot little BBs. Um, but I never found that 20 mag um, shotgun. But that sounds like a totally like bitchin' weapon. I was able to uh, defeat the demons and... Uh, those big librarians pretty easily. Yeah, so it takes like three reloads of your six-round semi-automatic shotgun to take those guys down. And we have Josh over here just unloading clips left and right on librarians and saying, oh, they weren't that bad. Of course they weren't that bad, man. (laughs) (laughs) They were super easy. It's fine. Yeah, no, I think that besides that one, I wasn't too attached to any of the guns. There was some pellet guns that looked kind of cool but only shot pellets and didn't really do anything for me. But near the end, that flamethrower, though. Did you guys 
when I, as soon as I got that flamethrower and I had the unlimited cheat code, the fun fact about it is it didn't work because it didn't keep the flamethrower reloaded with like gasoline. You actually had to find gasoline to scorch some of these guys. You had to find gasoline for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was... mine just overheated. <laughs> you know what the problem with me is? So I I got the flamethrower and I thought it was, you know how in some games you get like a special weapon and that special weapon at the end of the game, like you don't hold it. You basically like keep it. And then as soon as you try and change weapons, you drop it like a halo yeah. turret kind of like you pick up the halo turret. And as soon as you're done with it, you drop it. I thought it was a weapon like that. Wait, so there's I... a flamethrower that you could pick up. Yes. I was talking about the one on the back of the card or no, whatever. No, no, no. Right? So that might be a difference in the, the regular game is that for us, it was an actual weapon that you could hold on to in the end of the game. But I think what you're saying is in the non-redux of the original, you could only have it on the back of your cart. Right? Is that kind that of what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. So we were able to carry around the flamethrower. Well, yeah. now I feel like I'm missing out. Yeah. Um, I had the flamethrower like only for that part. And then like I figured like, oh, there's going to be no ammo for this thing. So I'm not going to carry this thing around and like not have my assault rifle. So I dropped it on the trolley and I never found another flamethrower. And I really regret not keep holding on to it. Someone should have said like, hey, this is a special weapon. You might want to hold on to it because you're not going to find another one. And it's super useful. Jacob, I I think it's self-implied that you found a freaking (laughs) flamethrower. Hold on to the (laughs) flamethrower. The cool part about the game is they give you three slots to carry like primary weapons, I guess, or any weapon is. Um, and the fact that yeah, as soon as I saw that one, I'm like, this is not leaving my sight. As soon as I, but there wasn't that much gasoline or ammo that you could find anyway. I would say I probably was able to reload it once fully after that little mission, and then I couldn't find anything afterwards. Yeah, but for you, Josh, on the regular, on the OG version of the game, there was like your menu basically had like. So I, I played about an hour of the original, so I kind of remember what it was. It's like you press a button, and then a bunch of boxes come up, and it's like, here are your three weapon boxes, and then to the left, you've got your like knife box and your grenade box, right? Is that how it worked? Yeah, so there's the uh, knife box, where it's your standard stabbing knife, <laughs> and then uh, under that, there's the throwing knife box, and then there's like the pistol, your uh, primary weapon, primary weapon number two. So I think it was like usually assault rifle or submachine gun or something and uh, your first primary spot and then your pellet guns and 20 round uh, automatic shotgun uh, things. And how did you take on and put off like the, the respirator, like use your generator? Like, do you remember how those worked? Like, how do you generate power for your flashlight or use your mask? Do you remember what the buttons were for that? I held F for flashlight. F for fl- <laughs> or, no, no, no. You press F for the flashlight, mm-hmm. hold F for the generator, and you have to click the button about 50 times for it to charge right up. Mm-hmm. And for the gas mask, G for gas mask. See, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, pretty straightforward. Um, the one thing, though, I didn't know you had to charge your batteries until like three quarters in the game. Because I, I, I can't remember what it was. I might have been... I want to say it's... Oh, I know. It was the, the night vision goggles. So night vision goggles, you don't really need until later in the game where you're in like a really dark area and it makes it a little bit easier to navigate. Um, but I couldn't click them on and I thought it was like a bug in my game. Like why, maybe the cheat engine's doing something. Or I don't know what it was. And I was like, why can't I use these? And then I find out it's battery operated and you have to use your manual generator to like kick out, charge it up and then use that. Like, did, did you guys know that you had to charge it from the very beginning or was I just like the simpleton that didn't read something? <laughs> I, uh, when I used the night vision, I only used it once. So, like, they force you to really use it because you're in a really dark area. And they're like, hey, this is a stealth section, quote-unquote stealth section. you got to kill some guys, wear your night vision, and they kind of say this is, like, where you're going to kind of figure out how to use it. That's the only section I used it in. So, like, I just figured, like, it had to be charged because I always had my flashlight and my night vision on for that section. But, like, I didn't use the night vision that much. Is that, is that the one, where the, the mission where there's that, like, you're going down into that one? I can't explain that right correctly, but it's... There was that slime ball monster thing that was preventing you from turning on the generator for the, the that one area, or that that was the dark stealth section, right? Or am I wrong? I think it was a little bit before that. It was okay. a little bit before. I know. Uh, I know which one uh, Jacob's talking about. You have to kill yeah. like human enemies in that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't do any stealth until oh, sorry, any night vision until later on in that forced area because it was a lot easier to see things, I guess. Mm-hmm. I um something that I really really struggled with kind of talking on this like 
UI buttons, whatever, on the controller, and I don't know if it's like this on PC uh, for the Redux version, is they give you radio menus. So you basically hit the left bumper, and when you hit the left bumper, you get two round radio menus. And they're like, if you click the face buttons, you get like four different options. So to put on your mask, to change your cartridge, and then on the left side, it's like all of the non-essential. So like, charge your battery, um, you look at your watch, and I found that it was a really bad like implementation of UI because like a lot of the time I would just like look at the menu and then use my right hand and press a button and not like actually press the the D-pad to get the right option. Um, it was just really difficult to to use the, the radio menu. And I don't know if it's like that on PC, Mo. Well, uh, I, I play with the Xbox Elite controller for this game. So I had probably the same, yeah, I had the same UI as you with the dials and I didn't, find them that great either it was kind of annoying most of the time to get the exact right thing um josh you rocked that keyboard right yeah i did uh, mouse and keyboard for this uh so everything was super straightforward and easy uh, you know no uh, no weird like radio uh, menus and all that it's just press this yeah. button for this hold this button for that and yeah, it I'm put the have... key above like what you needed probably right where it's like hey this is f this is g no, it only did that for the beginning. Oh, yeah, it was beginning. just like during the initial thing, the first time you encounter a door, uh, you know, doors are for opening. You press E to open. <laughs> e, always, for every game. It's very, very quick and easy. That keyboard is just magical. Just all those keys, assign them to anything. Except they be. only use like 10 keys on the keyboard when there's about like 100. <laughs> Um, something really cool that I geeked out about while playing the game is wearing a respirator in a video game. So a little bit about me in my real life, um, for a while I marketed and sold respirators. So to have a game where you like got to wear a respirator, like find cartridges out and about, and you have like a watch to be like, Hey, this is how much time your respirator is going to have like super, super cool. So uh, going to the uh, respirator thing, I thought, uh, you know, hearing your breath that that loud brought you into the game so much more and like the more intense parts before you realize that uh, the monsters are street sharks. Uh, <laughs> it uh, it does bring you into the game quite a bit because there's not really much background music as far as I can tell. And all you hear is you breathing and the sounds around you. Mm hmm. Yeah, especially when like you're losing your breath or you need to put on your gas mask because it doesn't really tell you once you hit it outside one of the other characters might jump in and say hey put your mask on maybe but what you when you realize it is when your guy's like gasping for air like <gasps> and you're like oh, oh yeah I got, I got to put that thing on and you put it on and he does that big inhale <gasps> and he's all good to go like as if you saved your own life and you're just all happy about it i wish there was an easier way to look at your watch instead of like going into the menu, hitting a button, you can kind of almost see it when you're shooting a gun, like out of the like bottom left-hand corner of your eye, you can kind of see the watch. But even when like it gives you a warning and it's like, hey, you have a minute left on this cartridge. And then like at the end of the cartridge, much like when you first enter and your breathing is labored, um, you have to like, it'll, it'll say, hey, you have a minute left. And then when you're down to zero, your character will start heavily breathing because he's got no protection from the outside elements and you have to change the cartridge. And what was really cool for me is like how accurate the cartridges and the, the respirators were. Um, even there was a button that helped you like wipe your visor. Like if you double clicked, I think it double clicked the left bumper, it would wipe your visors because sometimes like you would get liquid or you would get blood on your visor or like you would get your visor cracked I from somebody. I never once did that. You never did? You never no, wiped no, it? I, I just no. struggled through the game. <laughs> No, um, I'm pretty sure it's a feature just for Redux. The wiping your visor. I'm almost certain it's not like he's, they're not able to do it in the regular uh, edition of the game. But did um, your visor ever break while you were in the game? Like, did it ever crack and you had to, like, pick up another respirator off a dead body? It did crack pretty bad at a few points because my aim is not the best. <laughs> yeah, I thought that that was, like, super cool. And even how accurate, like, because, uh, like, military will use cartridges that, like, that you like screw in they're called um they're called din connectors and they basically just have a threaded connector that you have to screw in and even like that was like perfectly done so like 
the the respirator nerd in me was just like, why isn't there more respirators in video games? Yeah, I think I think it's just like a personal attachment. Um, a fun little uh, fact that I discovered while at work one day. Um, I mentioned it to one of my coworkers. Hey, um, this is the game I'm playing, Metro 23, and they brought up respirators right away. So it's it's funny that, but from their point of view, it was an annoyance because. I thought they could not find more respirators. It was almost like a full stoppage of the game. I think that's when he actually stopped playing it was when he realized that I can't find any more respirators. It's taking forever. So from one point of view, when you're a respirator respirator salesman, you're like, yeah, I'm playing a video game with my product. <laughs> I can't find any respirators. I can't breathe. I can't play the game. It's it's like it goes both ways. It goes well, both ways. I would imagine that in harder difficulties, like you have to look at like your bullets, not only like how many bullets you have for each weapon, but those military grade bullets, we haven't talked about it, but there are like two sets of bullets. There are the bullets that go in your weapons, and those are like bullets made in the underground that are like of poor quality. I think the first gun that you get is called a bastard gun, and they call it that because it's like a, a terrible weapon, and if you like use it, if you basically like spray and pray, not only will it overheat, but it'll also like your reticle will just go all the way up or all the way down, I forget. But bastard gun... Um, but the, so there's the weapons, the, the bullets that are made by the people underground, and then there are military grade bullets. And those are basically used as currency to buy upgrades, to buy med kits, to buy grenades. Um, but I find in, in the normal difficulties, like you didn't have to worry about it, but I would imagine in the harder difficulties, you would have to find bullets for guns, bullets as, as, uh, like currency, and then also your respirator cartridges. Yeah. So, uh, going to the, uh, military bullets thing. There is uh, this one part where you had to plant a bomb uh, to close off, uh, I think, like an air vent or something like that. Yeah, I didn't realize that you had to do that because I, I kind of missed the point where they said that. So it was just like wave after wave after wave of those uh, street sharks coming at you. And <laughs> I ended up using up like all my ammo. And then I accidentally held R for a second when I was on my assault rifle and used up all of my military grade ammo. I was like... Oh no! Oh, what, what happened? Um, what happened? Now I'm uh, these bullets are so much better to use, but they're also my money because like you had that option in the menu. You could be like, if you're out of bullets, you can be like, I want to use my currency to shoot things. But like you are literally shooting money out the muzzle of your gun every time that you shoot a bullet to survive. Yeah, I didn't realize that until uh, I had to go buy something, <laughs> and I had zero dollars or bullets or whatever you want to call it. Now that you bring that moment up, that one mission where you had to like, yeah, you to, I don't think you had to block a vent. It was like there was a couple entrances that the demons were coming from and you had to blow up this one like escalator area and then you also had to blow up another like train route. But anyways, I did the same thing. I kept killing them and killing them. I had no idea where to go until I discovered the compass that you have. So the compass that you have in the using the Xbox Elite controller, I think it was one of the bumpers or something. When you pull it out, it guides you directly to the objective point. And it, it got to the point in the game where I was I was opening it up, walking to the wherever it told me to go, opening it up, walking wherever you needed to go. We never really followed any other cues besides that compass. And if, it made the game easier, but also made it kind of lame that all I was looking at was at a compass and not knowing exactly where to find anything naturally. It was pretty tricky. And I never once used the compass. Didn't realize, I thought it all basically always pointed north. Oh, really? <laughs> and yeah. see, like Mo, I used it nonstop. So all the time, like you hit the, I think it was the select button on the Xbox controller. So you'd hit select oh. and then it would come up. In your right hand, you'd yeah. have this clipboard, which would have like your objectives on it and then the compass. And then in your left hand, you'd have this like bullet uh, looking like lighter that you could use to like illuminate your clipboard to see what your objectives were. Um, what I didn't love about that compass, I did follow it like you did, Mo, but I found that if you were in a multiple level, like situation, like in the library, it didn't yeah. guide you. It basically like guided you to a point, um, irrespective of the height. So like, say it was the top floor, it would guide you to exactly the right spot, but not like on the right level. Yeah. Well, I, I felt that sometimes too, but it was. It was also, it kind of knew the level that you're on most of the time. It would guide you to like the entrance to the next section, but it was hit and miss. It was never spot on. Sometimes it did say, you're right here. It's like, no, 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 you have to go a flight above. Other times it would guide you to the entrance to go to the next like level of the building, but it was never really that spot on. I wonder if even in the regular version, maybe they didn't have a compass unless you did use one, well, even, even once, Josh. 
There was a uh, compass. I just never used it properly, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, no. Uh, So I played the 360 version for about an hour. So I played the first two chapters and then moved on to the Redux uh, version of the game like after that. So I I thought, oh, I'm going to play this game on 360. It's a struggle to play that game on 360 because it looks really awful. You can't play it on Xbox One. You can only play it on 360. It doesn't look great. It hasn't aged well to the point where I like went back to the store and I got the Redux version of the game that was 13 bucks just because I couldn't bear to look at this game anymore. With the with being on PC though, by default the uh, you can change the graphics settings right up. I don't know if it came in like a future update because they had like I think the the original was like DirectX 9 or something and then they had support for 10 and 11 and I was all the way up to uh, DirectX 11. So what I first thought when I looked at the uh, graphics was, oh, for a game that came out in 2010, this actually looks pretty good. So maybe I think what we're saying is like, between all of us, we're saying like, if you can pick a version, like play the Redux, but like the original PC game is actually pretty okay. It actually is pretty good from the sound of what you're saying, right? Yeah, and uh, it was like the original version, not the Redux. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe just don't don't play the 360 version. Yeah, don't play the 360 version, you console peasant. Yeah, it, it has not aged well. <laughs> um, something that I super let's talk about things that maybe made you cringe. Um, did you guys deal with Sasha, the little boy, whose oh uncle who, whose uncle passed away? Unforget unforgettable, unforgettable. Yeah. So uh, on uh, the three points that I made to talk about because <laughs> I take lots of notes uh, was that little kid. Sasha was the worst part of the game. Like, I just jumped off the edge a couple of times. <laughs> my uncle, he's dead. Where is my uncle? Uncle, uncle. Jacob, that was, that was actually, like, spot on. If you haven't played this game and you're listening to Jacob right now saying that's the most ridiculous voice, there's no way. He's making fun of this game. No, 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 no. The most cringeworthy voice, the most annoying character. It got to the point where when you're playing a serious game like that, um, I... I won't laugh at a storyline. I won't really laugh at a storyline that much until I saw that moment and I actually bust out laughing in this serious moment. I'm like, there's no way. This has to be a meme somewhere. It's some, some, somewhere there's a subreddit about this kid alone and there's something going around. Like, it's, it was ridiculous. And not only that, like, his uncle died and he's like, you need, you need to take me to the, new, to the next station. And then literally 10 seconds after you meet him, he sees you and he's like, I don't know. My parents told me to not go and, and find strangers. And then he goes, oh, but you have a gun. Maybe you can take me to where I need to go. It was so like that. Sasha was the was like the epitome of why this game is not like is not great. Just because like you could have easily made it. There are good kids in video games. There are kids that like look at. Little Sisters in, in Bioshock, or look at, I'm trying to think of other little, look at in the new God of War, look at Atreus, look at Ellie in The Last of Us. Like, there are good kids in video games. Sasha is is a disgrace. It was almost as if it was put in as comic relief. That's how funny and, like, silly and, like, just out of place. It was like a sore, a sore like an eyesore of the game. Like I, if it wasn't in there... The game would have been like fine, but now that it's in there, it's like ah, oh, come on! Like you're just digging that sword in a little bit deeper in us, man. Come on. So I think what I did is I looked at my phone like when that happened, and then all of a sudden, like I felt encumbered because what he actually gets on your back. So at one point, like he's like, oh, I'm gonna trust this stranger now. He gets on your back, and you actually can't turn as quickly because this kid's on your back. But it happens so fast of him getting on my back and me not looking at the screen that I'm like. Where did this kid go? Why is he still talking and I don't see him? It's because he's on your back and you take him to to his mother that is just conveniently like three or four minutes away. Yeah. His voice initially when you hear it, I actually thought it might be like a new type of demon. (laughs) (laughs) Like a new character is going to be popping out out of him, like come out of his eyes and just kill you if you come too close. But no, my, my dreams did not come true. Yeah, at first, uh, you know, earlier in the game, there's uh, there's nothing creepier than, like, children's laughter in, like, an intense moment or, like, a kind of horror game or whatever. I thought it was going to be, like, you know, a ghost of a kid or something like that. 
and it's like, oh no, this kid is real. Oh no, it's part of the actual game. Yeah, and then even as it stays, a character stays in there, you're like, oh my god. And not only is it a part of the game, it's like part of the storyline. It was intentionally put in there to ruin your day. If there's one character that should have died, it probably should have been the kid. It was the kid. <laughs> um, a question just on that. So like when you give the kid to the mother, you're given a choice of like, hey, do you want it? She can, she's giving you bullets to be like, I, I don't have much to give you, but here are some bullets. And you can either take the bullets or not take the bullets, which are currency. Did you guys know that this sis- that this game has a hidden morality system in it? I found that out before I had the last like part of the game, like the last little bit mission or whatever. I discovered that there was like a two different endings, a good ending and a bad ending, and that was part of it. But when I made that decision, I I didn't know about it. I just used my logic from previous games. I'm like, if I do something nice, I will probably get rewarded. <laughs> so I was like, no, 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 you keep the three dollars or whatever. I'll, I'll move on. I'm hoping that I was going to get rewarded, and then, spoiler alert, I didn't. Did you know that the game had a hidden morality system, Josh? Not at all. Yeah, so the, it's hidden below the surface. They never tell you about it. Because, you know, some games are like, if you do bad things, you'll be a bad guy. But if you do good things, people will love you. In this game, there's none of that. It doesn't even tell you that you're, like the decisions that you're making, quote-unquote, are affecting the end of the story. But every decision you make, even ones that seem like very simple, if you go in and look at the Wikia page for... Um, moral choices in Metro 2033, there are like a hundred different choices that like if you do them, you get a point, And then if you don't do them, you lose a point. And I think if you're in the positives, you get the good ending. And if you're in the negatives, you get the bad ending. So you're going to say there's uh, like a hundred different choices. I only recall about like two. Taking the bullets and then uh, I don't remember what the other one is, but I only remember two. But even, like, there are, like, small... So, like, example, one of your many compatriots just dies. And then you have the option to take his gun or take his ammo, whatever. One of the choices could even be your compatriot just died and you take his weapon. That's a bad choice. Like, it's stuff that's as simple as that. And there's, like... I'm not exaggerating. There's probably, like, 70 or 80. But 70 or 80 of those binary decisions of just, like... Hey, this affects you in a good way. Hey, this affects you in a bad way. Yeah, and then I think I found out later on too is the you had to like talk to a lot of people in each station. So in between every level, you get to a station where you kind of reload your weapons, buy some ammo, um, and there's a lot of people just standing there. And if, apparently, if you walked up to some of them, I didn't do it because I just got in, wanted to advance to the next part. They would trigger one of those types of maybe sit, like situations. I'm guessing because. They said that if you go through and talk to everyone, you may get the good ending based off of your, your, your behavior. Yeah, I literally talked to nobody in the stations. Like, I walked up to the uh, gun and ammo booth a couple of times, and it's like, oh, wait, I shot all my bullets. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't talk to anyone. I just I literally went to the shopkeep to be like, hey, I want to look at your guns, maybe upgrade my guns. I want to look at your like secondary stuff, and then I want to look at your bullets. But I didn't talk to anyone except in the first station. I talked to that little boy who's like, I'm going to take you on a tour if you give me a bullet. And I did. And that's the only person I spoke to. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if uh, like I missed uh, part of it or it's just because I played the original. I don't remember anything about uh, customization of weapons. Oh, I, I customized. Well, it, one and two things. I found that I initially did like buy like an upgraded weapon or I customized the weapon a couple times. But then I noticed, like, as you just go on throughout the game, you'll find some pretty decked out weapons already. And I want to say midway through onwards, I would just keep whatever I found in the field. And if I really wanted to upgrade, it would be because I wanted a different type of weapon or I ran out of bullets or whatever it was. With that kid, though, Jacob, I want to touch back on it. Earlier on, when the when he, he it's another kid. This isn't the annoying one. He comes up and he's like, hey, if you give me one bullet, I'll guide you to, like, where you have to go. I didn't pay that kid that one ammo thing i was like no way go i'm not paying you and he keeps asking for it throughout the thing he's like you're i can't i can't remember what he says but he's like oh you're so cheap or something and i was like no no, no i'll find my way there's no way this is a linear game i'll find my way out yeah no way. and i just gave the kid a bullet i'm like just be quiet and what's funny is he takes you to the right spot and then if you look because there are a lot of like single or like three bullet like little gifts um gifts not like gifts uh hidden throughout the world so if you looked like 
under a cot or like in a locker, there were a lot of like, here's one gold bullet, here's three gold bullets. Immediately after that kid takes you somewhere, there's one bullet just hanging out that you can just like take and be like, yoink, guess that tour was free. Yeah, I gave the kid the bullet. Didn't find that bullet. So I'm just like, oh, great. I would have found this in like 30 seconds. He saved me about 30 seconds. He did save you about 30 seconds. Um, We already touched on two of the uh, two of the notes that I had. Okay, what's your third point? uh, So my third note was uh, that really important emergency message was a cassette tape. This is based in 2010. Or sorry, 2013. Yeah. Made in 2010. Yeah, so this game's actually based in 2033. So, like, it, that technology would have been made in 2013. Yeah, in the, uh, like, the end of the world, or apocalypse, or whatever happened uh, in 2013. And this and, important message about the end of the world is on a cassette tape. And thinking back to 2013, even 2010, I didn't even see a cassette tape for probably about, like, 10 years or so. You know what the thing that, that made me really upset about that particular section of the game? So... Uh, one of your many compatriots, as they tend to in Metro 2033, they die because everyone dies in this game. He hands you a cassette tape and he's like, go take this to the council, right? And so you take it to the council and like what I thought is like, oh, cool. This is like a point in the game where the story kind of diverges, where they tell you like, hey, what's going on? Like, because they didn't really explain the apocalypse thing. I don't remember. Like they just kind of alluded to the fact that there was an apocalypse so they're like, come into this high council meeting and like, we'll, we'll say what's on this tape, blah, blah, blah. They just literally look at a clock and you skip through the whole council meeting and not, like you learn nothing about what's on the tape, what happened to the world. It's such a pointless story device. And going with uh, not being in the loop on things, like where do these aliens come from? The ones that are in your mind or the ones that the ones that are in your mind, right? The dark ones? All of the above. Yeah, because I think they're mutated animals, but there are also those dark ones, right? And, like, some of them are hallucinating in your mind and you have to, like, fight against them. The big thing at the end of the game, throughout the game, there's, like, aliens that are, like, creatures that infiltrate your mind and they cause you to have hallucinations. And then the final part of the game, spoilers, you have a hallucination where you have to, like, run away from these these creatures. I fell off the edge so many times. Oh, so did I. Because I didn't know what I was doing. At least 15. At least 15. I was probably the same. Because I didn't know what I was doing. I'm like, am I running towards them? Am Because in most of the other game, you run towards them. But I was like, oh, I have to run away from them. I totally fell off the tower like 20 times as well. Yeah, same thing. I think I fell a couple times. And then I realized, well, first of all, it was creepy. Like the those little figures, they're, they're like dark humanoids kind of like slender manny but like you could see them and they like throughout the entire time in this ending sequence when you have to run away from them they keep the one master person keeps saying we have to get him kill him destroy him he's trying to destroy us he can't come close and they're just you have to just keep running and running and then oh my gosh i, I think that was the probably the, one of the creepiest moments in games that i've actually played through was in that little sequence yeah, because uh, there were like, I would almost classify them as like the greys from XCOM as they were just like very skinny, like very typical gray aliens, like slender alien face, but they were hallucinating. You were hallucinating. I, I still don't know why you were like, why are you the, the chosen one, quote unquote, like the device they always use in games, like you're the chosen one. Like, why are you seeing these hallucinations? Why are you immune to the fog? Why are you immune to some of the things that happen throughout the game? Because you're the main character. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're, you're RTM. You're the chosen one. That's literally the only reason why. Yeah, it's and, stupid. Well, I, from, the, from the very beginning, um, well, one of the moments I still remember this game was, I think it was Pavel's comment on that anomaly or whatever. So in like the train tracks, there's this electric like lightning bolt that like travels by itself like through places and destroys all the bad guys, all the good guys, everything in between. It kills you yourself. So you're always like scared of it. And then Pavel mentions, he's like, it's not evil. It's not good. It's like, you wouldn't say that about fire. And he applies that same logic to this like anomaly saying like fire is not evil or bad. It just abides by its own like rules. So it's almost, they kind of early on say like, they, they plant that seed telling you that these anomalies, these aliens, Maybe they're not bad. Maybe they're not good either. Like maybe you have to kind of make that decision and that's where that good decision and bad decision comes out in the end. So 
later you find out you're launching those rockets to destroy the city. That's the, I guess, spoiler of the ending of the game. So I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, the good ending is you destroying the rockets and not causing further damage, and you create a bond with those aliens. The bad solution is you act like the human that you are, war, 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 and destroy using those rockets. And that's the one I got. I got the bad ending where you're destroying everything, and you say, oh, maybe the the end doesn't justify the means kind of thing. Yeah, 100%. So the bad ending, like you said, the ranger ending is you destroy the dark ones, and then the good ending, the enlightened ending, is you save the dark ones. But you have that same hallucination. The only difference is you exit the hallucination, and then you realize that there's actually a dark one in the world, like right in front of you, and you have the option. You Well, you actually don't have the option, but you either shoot him, or you shoot the like the the laser guided missile system that's going to destroy them like though that's the only difference between the end and then there's a monologue and then the game just ends yeah see i i, I had that little figure that you had to you had a revolver you could point the gun at him and shoot him well just by default i shot him because i'm just like oh there's a bad guy <laughs> <laughs> that's what you've been bred to do throughout all of your gaming right yeah anyone shoot that's uh, you know that you've been fighting or looks like they'd be bad, you just shoot them. It's the best thing that I did is um, on the Xbox One, there's an ending glitch um, where <laughs> depending on your morality, like what your morality is at, sometimes the ending won't trigger. So all that you'll do is you'll have that hallucination, you'll shoot the dark one in the hallucination, and then the game just literally goes back to the world, the missile fires, and then the game just ends. So that's what I had happen the first time I played the game is there was that ending glitch where you just shoot the guy in your in your hallucination and then they said the missile has been launched and then the game just ends. No credits. It just loads back to the beginning menu. <laughs> I, that, that to me was just like the cherry on top of this like very middling, bizarre experience that was Metro 2033. Maybe yeah. I'd built it up in my, in my like time and maybe that's why I like didn't was so disappointed by it that i just would tell everyone like oh yeah metro 2033 that's the bullets is currency game i heard it's all right i heard it's pretty good um i didn't like it's a totally functional shooter it it feels decent to play um but the monster designs fully took me out of it i I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts um i have one last thought but that's that's pretty much kind of what i think about the game um, yeah, no, but my final thought is, oh, I'd say a step down from you, Jacob. I wouldn't even suggest even, like, playing it. I'd say skip it. You're not missing much. Um, like, if you want if, to, if you want a similar game that has, that does a lot better, uh, Doom 3. It has the same, like, aliens. Weapons are more cool, I guess. There's a storyline of some sort. It's been upgraded and, like, revitalized. Play that. Skip this one. I don't know. That's my two cents on this. You know, I uh, I do agree with uh, with that. Uh, if you don't play this game, you're not missing much. Yeah, I, I think what some people are going to love is, you know, people who just love a challenge and love hard games. So I think that, like, if you like a hard game and you like to challenge yourself, um, if you have this on a different difficulty, a higher difficulty, you may really enjoy it. Just, like, scrounging for stuff, just barely making it through encounters, having to save your shots. But all of us kind of played it the average way it would be played. Like medium difficulty like resources are fine like i never struggle the resources this is how my ideal metro 2033 how it would look so the funnest part for me in this game was fighting other human colonies so like shooting like going into like example that nazi colony and like or the 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 soviet like the the red the red communist col- uh, the, the communist. communist yeah the communist colony and like going in there and shooting everybody like to me the human enemies were the best part of this game so what I want in a Metro 2033 video game would be like uh, going into other colonies and just like having to deal with other colonies that are attacking you and like deal with the scarcity of resources between those different colonies. Like that's what I want from a Metro 33, 2033. I don't want to fight bad guys that like look like street sharks that look like street <laughs> sharks. Um, I just want to play a game where I'm actually shooting other colonies. And maybe that's why I really like Wolfenstein. Because I would probably go for Wolfenstein and New Order over this game. Uh, there are basically... This game tries to do a lot. It's very ambitious. Uh, 4A is a studio out of Kiev. They're now, they were founded in Kiev. Now they're in Malta. I think it's ambitious. And it tries to be like Modern Warfare. It tries to be 
Wolfenstein with the world building. It tries to do this cool thing with like bullets as currency, but I think that it just doesn't succeed at any of the games, and that's why it's just very middling. I was very disappointed by it. I think uh, now knowing that there's um, like the morality and all that in it, uh, like I could see myself playing this game again and doing it stealthy, not run and gun like uh, most games are these days. You just, you know, run around, shoot the bad guys, don't even question who they are. Apparently you could live in peace with them or you end up killing them all. Mm -hmm. And I think that's only some of them, like some of the, the librarians you could not kill. But, like, some of the guys, like, you have no option. You just have to kill them. Yeah, they'll kill you or you kill them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, did you have a point, Mo? No. No? Um, I'm going to say this, though. Um, this game was came highly recommended by a lot of people, um, which is why I thought, like, hey, let's go, let's go for it. I know Humble just gave it away for free on PC about two months ago. Um, I was disappointed by Metro 2033, um, but I would give Metro Last Light a shot. Just because, like, it seems they're trying to do something cool, and to me, it seemed like the original Assassin's Creed, where like they tried to do something cool, they succeeded. It wasn't a great game, but like, look what came with Assassin's Creed Two. So, like, just in that, like, I know it. It probably gets better. I would give Last Light a shot, especially with Metro Exodus coming, uh, the third game in the series, very soon. Yeah, I, I would want to look at reviews on the next next version. And I might play it. I was kind of just detached and was like, man, there's so many games out here. I might have be better served playing something that maybe I will like. But you're right. It does. It has a solid foundation. It's just not put together. The story wasn't that great. I didn't like the bad guys at all. Or maybe I just didn't follow it the right way. Maybe even some like early tutorial or guidance to start the game to show you the strategy that maybe you want to try out. Or maybe I'm just... a need more guidance just with video games in general. I no, I think the tutorial's bad because it's like it sends you eight days in the future and they just like barely explain anything and they're like, just go shoot things and then they have you come back. Like they they throw you back but then like only give you a limited set. So they give you the whole set of your like inventory and your weapons and your whatever and then they take it all away and then you have to like relearn it again. It just seems like super pointless the way they started the game. Plus there are turret sequences in this game and like I don't think that turret sequences in any video game are good. They're like passable at best so why even like try and mess with that? I don't know. I guess I'm just really disappointed and that's why I'm kind of heated up about this game is because like I wanted it to be good. And it really, like, for me, under-delivered. Yeah, and the thing is, like, you came in, like, excited, knowing it was going to be great, and it fell short. I didn't know much about it, and it still fell short. So your whole bias ahead of time, I think it doesn't even apply because, like, we had the same real experiences. Eh. I've been trying to push this game for months, like, almost since the beginning of the podcast. I've been being like, yo, Metro 23, let's play it, let's play it, let's play it. And Mike, who's a soft boy who doesn't like to be scared, um, hope you're listening to this, Mike. I hope you're doing well. Um, he'll be on our next episode, by the way. He is not gone. He's just taking a little break because he doesn't like scary games. Um, I think he probably dodged a bullet with this one. A scary uh, kind of shooter game, uh, the first one that I played was Fear. That one was awesome. I played that when I was, I don't remember, 12 or 13. And it was great. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. You should have him play that one. Uh, and so since we're all giving suggestions in the same vein, you say Fear. I'm going to say Condemned, uh, Criminal Origins. Because that for me is a game that I always like, yes, play Condemned. It's a great video game. There's two of them. Very scary. There's some shooting in it, but you go to it for the, for the scare factor. Uh, Mo, is there any games that you would say, like, instead of playing Metro 2033, Josh said Fear, I said Condemned. What would you say? In terms of a scary game, I think I'd, I, I, would, I would still put Doom 3 um, in this type of era-ish game. Um, but then again, I also have never dabbled in the Resident Evil, and I would... Con- concede to you jacob in a recommendation as to which resident evil that we may even play here on the left behind game club yeah cause, well because resident evil 7 is like one of the only first person shooters all the most of them are third person shooters that one's a first person game um but i think what we've done here is is recommend three games that we liked better josh said fear i said condemned you said doom 3 which is a little bit older but it's still a good game um that i would play over metro i, I guess look if I had to give this game a rating, I'm not saying it's garbage. It's not a toilet game. It just, like, for me, was very disappointing. Ambitious with the way, with mechanics and with its story building, but it just, in every respect, falls short. 
I'll just leave it at I don't feel like I wasted my time playing this game. Well, there you go. I do. <laughs> Mo does. <laughs> so I think that's going to do it for us and the show. Um, two pieces of business before we stop. Uh, we have an Instagram account, right, Mo? Yes, we do. Uh, if you guys follow us on Instagram, you'll see a little bit of behind the scenes. Sometimes we post a little bit of uh, live story action of us playing the games we're currently playing um, or what we're actually up to in terms of the Left Behind Game Club. Um, that's at Left Behind Game Club on Instagram. Jacob, uh, what about that Discord? Um, we have a Discord. Uh, it's brand new. Well, not brand new, but like we've had it for a little while now. Uh, people come in. We talk about games. Uh, we've got new channels. Uh, so if you're interested in talking about things that are not video games, uh, we have an off-topic channel now, but largely it's to talk about the games we're playing, the games we want to play, and then just a great place to put all the game deals that you feel are great. Um, if you want to join our Discord, you can do so at leftbehindgame.club. Um, that's going to be it. Um, Mo, uh, if people want to find you on the internet, where can they do so? You can find me at Emmertati, everywhere online. Josh, uh, are you on the internet? I am on the internet, yes. Where can people find you on the internet? If you look hard enough, you'll find me, but I'm not going to give you any hints. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, if you want to find me, uh, you can find me at Jacob McCourt. And if you want to watch uh, us play the Vidya games, me play the Vidya games, uh, you can do so at uh, jacobstreams.com. Mo, you have one last point. And that, my friends, is one game left, not left, but... Damn it, where's Mike? <laughs> <laughs> can we try it again? Can I can I give it a shot? Here we go. And that, my friends, is one less game left behind. Okay. Cool. Oh, I nailed it! <laughs>